The text for today is from our gospel, Luke 21, verse 28. Jesus said, Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. In the name of Jesus. When these things begin to take place. When? That's the question for today. This time of year, the hunting season, at least for me, is coming to a close. I've had a couple of wonderful short trips to head out west to go pheasant hunting, and one of the reasons I enjoy hunting so much is the surprise, the anticipation. Walking a field, not knowing what may be at your very feet, at any moment that can fly up in front of you and become dinner on the table, or jerky for my boys to chew on. The surprise, the anticipation, and sometimes it's good. It's really good. It's like heaven opens and manna just falls everywhere. And other times, not so much. Walking, working, nothing. You see, the uncertainty of this life, the reason that things don't always work out the way they should, even though sometimes we have those great moments, the uncertainty of this life cannot be applied to our faith or our God. But that's exactly what we do as sinners, because we often fall into deep distress, We faint with fear. We have a deep foreboding, sometimes even over just those little things of life that have no bearing on eternity, but they affect us, don't they? We dwell on them. We we think about them. We worry about them. Listen to what Jesus says as the second Sunday of Advent, He calls us to recognize the reality of the life we live in as Christians. He says, straighten up. Stand up straight. Raise your heads. Look and anticipate His coming. And not only that, be firm and resolute. Be wise and mature how you look at all these things of your life. But how, Lord? How can we be firm and resolute? How can we straighten up and raise our heads when we're constantly being beaten down? When all we have perhaps is those fleeting moments of joy. Maybe it's not hunting for you. Maybe it's quilting or baking or or swimming or whatever it is that you take great joy and pleasure in. A project at work that, that comes together so well, so beautifully, and you sit back and say, Ah, I'm good. But then another project comes. Another competition. Another item to be made and failure. Perhaps epic. When, O Lord, 
When is my redemption drawing near? Because, oh God, it sure seems like redemption is far off for me in this life. After all, Lord, and in the words of our Old Testament text from Micah, you, God, have given me to be lame. You, God, have given me to be afflicted. So where's my redemption now, God? I would direct you to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Paul writes, For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Are you picking up what the Holy Spirit and Jesus is laying down? Oftentimes, Christians, we, we think of, of just what's going to come at the end, whether that's retirement or our death or the return of Jesus, and, and we forget the riches, the vastness of what we have now in Jesus Christ, that now is the day of our salvation, which is why Jesus says, be ready for it. When you see the signs and the season, the leaves falling or the leaves growing, be prepared. He could return at any time. But where is your faith placed? Where are you looking for your God who comes to you? So here we are. This day of Sabbath rest in this life, for us the seventh day of the week, the work week for us starts on Monday, but more than that, for this Sabbath day, the day that the Lord blessed with His glorious resurrection, today God comes to you again in His Word and Sacrament. He comes and He gives you redemption. We're told in Micah chapter 4, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. I'm not sure that our culture or our world would agree with that at all. Pastor Feeney this past Wednesday talked briefly in his sermon about how Christianity is under attack. And he's absolutely right always has been, perhaps even more so now. Why? Because the mountain of the Lord has come here, has come to you. It's been established. The highest of mountains is God's holy presence. You see, you will know that the kingdom of God is near, Jesus says, because the story of the whole B-I-B-L-E is the story of God coming to be with His people. Creation, preservation, justification, redemption, sanctification, all through His Word. And this Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. The dwelling place of God, we're told by Holy Scripture, is with men, sinful men, especially for us sinners. The Word becomes flesh. And takes all your sins, takes the way that you define your life and your joy and your hope on the fleeting things of this life, on your hobbies and your vocation, on your relationships, 
those things that you put as, as number one or that define who and how you act, the Word becomes flesh and bears all of your sins of, of false gods, of false security upon the tree. For your sin of foreboding in the midst of a crazy election cycle, in the midst of a global pandemic, for your sins of fear, of despair, for your sins of endlessly chasing the uncertainties of this life, Christ comes for you to redeem you. While you and I were yet sinners, Christ died for us and conquered sin, death, and the devil, that we may have hope at all times, that we may have joy, yes, that we may have the pleasures of this life, but that we may know that He has come. You see, dear friends, the certainty of the kingdom of God coming near to us cannot be compared to the uncertainty of this life. As an athlete, I pursued and worked really hard at basketball. Hope to be able to play for a really good school in college, but to be fair, looking back, I didn't work hard enough. I thought more of, um, of myself than I really was. But why did I pursue such, such things? Because, well, every now and then, you get into the zone. You athletes know what the zone is. The runner's high or the times where you, you just can't miss, where you light it up, where you do everything right. And so you practice and you work harder so you can get back into that zone the next time. But, but the next game, the next practice, it's, it's like you forgot how to play. And even if you're not an athlete, you know what that's like. You bake something in the oven. Something that you hope to turn out just right and be so good. And you fail. How is that, you say? I followed the directions. I've done this before. Or musicians, the, the perfect pitch, or the execution, and you're always chasing this, this earthly dream of this perfection. Stick with it, but don't define yourself, or your hope, or your joy just on these things alone. For you as a Christian have been given so much more. Christ has come, the perfect one. For you and for me, the imperfect ones. And be prepared as well, because at any time, there will come a day. A day of judgment. A day where your life will be laid bare before the King of Kings, before the Ancient of Days. There is a finality of this life and a dawn of a new one. But have no fear, little flock. Because you've been covered with the righteousness, the perfection of Christ. He's made you a part of His kingdom, which even still today breaks into this world and comes near to you here and now. Thus, I love the name of our church, Advent, because it's all about coming, how God comes to us. And so may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound always in hope. In the name of Jesus.